0: Welcome to the Lifestyle First podcast, discussing lifestyle medicine and making self-care as easy as one, two, three. One question, two research reviews, and three actionable health tips, all centered around the Lifestyle First method, your blueprint for the 10 key roots of optimal health and happiness. And now your host, lifestyle medicine physician and coach, Dr. Alka Patel
1: lifestyle first podcast it is episode 11 the last in the season I do hope you have enjoyed this season and have enjoyed meeting my guests all co-authors with me who have been sharing their insights from the chapters that they've written in the book a prescription for healthy living and of course I should really share with you insights from my own chapter happiness and health so let's do that the one question I'm asking today is Do you want to be happier? Do you? Now, if happiness is the experience of joy, contentment, and positive well being combined with this sense that life is good and meaningful and worthwhile, is that what you want? Is that what humankind wants? Happiness but it's not easy to define, is it? So to help with that, just think of these two elements, pleasure and contentment. So happiness includes momentary positive pleasure, and it also includes a deeper sense of a contented meaning in life. So there's hedonia, which is the pleasure of our senses, and there's eudaimonia, which is the pleasure of purpose and challenge and growth. So now we know what happiness is, how do you measure it? Because measurement is important. It helps us to understand cause and effect, risks and benefits. So the simplest way to measure happiness is to ask the question, how happy are you? Or how happy am I? And give yourself a score, one to 10. In fact, there are thousands of assessment scales and questionnaires available to measure happiness and you can find them in the World Database of Happiness. These are questionnaires such as the Oxford Happiness Questionnaire, the Subjective Happiness Scale, the Positive and Negative Affect Scale. But just ask yourself or anyone you interact with, how happy are you? And that number is a valid measure because happiness is a subjective measure. No one else can tell you how happy you are, only you. So we want to feel happier, don't we? But happiness is not simply about your feeling, your psychological or your emotional state. Happiness also has a physiological impact and it plays a role in your health because happy people are healthier, and they live longer. Now, there'll be many reasons for this. Happiness and stress seem to be inversely related. So, if you're happy, you're less stressed, and if you're less stressed, you're more happy. What we don't know though is what is the cause and what is the effect. Happiness we know protects you from heart disease, but again, we don't know why exactly but there may be some biological parameters that are involved. So markers such as C-reactive protein or fibrinogen or interleukin-6, which are linked to inflammation being lower in happier people. And happier people also engage better with health-promoting behaviors such as eating healthier or exercising more, sleeping better. And all of these positive behaviors, what they do is they turn down the volume on your sympathetic nervous system. so S for sympathetic, S for stress. And they turn up the volume on your parasympathetic nervous system. P for parasympathetic, P for peace. And we also know that happy people are more productive, which in turn results in better pay, more effective leadership, a feeling of competence. So happiness for better productivity, higher pay, less stress, better relationships, better health, and a longer life seem like good reasons to be happy. But can you actually be happier? So we can create increased momentary pleasure, that hedonic happiness. But what about eudaimonic happiness, longer lasting, fulfilled happiness? Well, there's three elements which contribute to your happiness. Your genes contribute, maybe up to 40 to 50 percent of your level of happiness will fluctuate around your genetic set point. Your environment contributes, what we call social determinants, so money, housing, education, but not as much as you might think, maybe about 10 percent which is why money doesn't buy happiness. Adding more money into your life doesn't add an incremental level of happiness. In very poor nations, yes, but once we have our basic human needs met, and do take a listen to one of my previous podcast episodes, episode 2.03, where I talk about Maslow's hierarchy. Once our basic safety needs are met, happiness does not increase with more assets and that's because we adapt something called hedonic adaptation. So remember that new car you got, or the new house, or the latest upgrade to your phone? Well, that initial peak of happiness fades back to your set point, and that is why the incessant search for objects of happiness don't help. And the third contributor to your happiness is your actions, your intentional actions they contribute to 40 to 50 percent of your happiness and this is where you can make a difference this is where you can find ways to be happier your level of happiness is not predetermined
0: and now here is your lifestyle first prescription your three activating actions to take you from knowing to doing
1: here are three ways to increase your happiness. And there's more in the book, but here's three for today. So, number one is the power of relationships. There is a positive correlation between happiness and social connectivity. A study which looked at 222 undergraduate students reported that the top 10% of consistently happy people were highly sociable, didn't spend much time alone and had strong romantic and social relationships. So yes, our social connections have certainly been challenged this year, but keep connected, pick up the phone, get online and when we can very soon, dive in for that hug. Number two, the power of anticipation. And studies have shown that the greatest peak in happiness results in the anticipation of an event rather than the event itself. This is what a study of 974 Dutch vacationers showed. So despite the uncertainty, book that holiday, book that time off. You will be happy just looking forward to it. And number three is the power of generosity. Acts of generosity, they increase neuronal activity in the ventral striatum in our brain. It's the key part of the brain's reward system. And being generous doesn't only benefit the recipient, but also rewards the person who performs the behavior. And not only that, we pay it forward. We also mirror and mimic generous actions. So find one small act of kindness that you can do. And that brings this episode and this season of the podcast to a close. And before I end, just a final wish for happiness. This podcast episode is due out on Mother's Day. So an extra dose of happiness to all mums and to my mum. Next season, starts on the 4th of April, so just a two-week break, and I'll be back in April with a lineup of some very special guests, which leaves me, as always, to simply wish you a happy, healthy day.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Lifestyle First podcast, making self-care as easy as one, two, three. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and we'd love it if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. To learn more or to arrange a consultation, please visit www.dralkapatel.com. See you next time.